everybody. Welcome back to Oil of the Podcast, and today we are doing a year in review. And we promise to keep it not as depressing as 2020 has been for, like, everybody on this earth. I'm Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And to take us through this year in review, as always, with facts and numbers and hopefully some fun facts, is Matt. Yes. This is probably my favorite episode we do each year. And I'll start off with our first fun fact of 2020. Our first year interview episode was in 2017. We did one in 2018. And we will forever be haunted that we did not do 2019 um, due to complications. So therefore, when it came to comparison data, I did not have that there, which is sad. And I was too lazy to do all that. <laughs> but yes. If I'm being honest, I didn't even... I. I could have sworn we did one last year. So I think we were um, supposed to do. We were definitely supposed. But I to do might one. just be mixing that up with our like 150 AMA thing. Maybe that's oh, like what I'm confusing yeah. our thing with. Like so our, our 100. So for last year, you're confusing it with episode 100, I believe, and yeah. not yeah. that. Which is also because trust me, when I looked at the notes for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, the, what? Why did we do all this? And then I was like, I thought I did something different. And then I realized, oh, that was episode 100, not end of the year. But no, we did not do one last year. Um, so it was, it was, I think we were planning to, and I think everything just got convoluted towards the end of the year, as we always do, and so we just sadly missed it and whatnot else. But to get well, to- I'm proud of us for doing this one in a pandemic. Awesome. That's why we totally had to do one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess to start the year off um, with my first intro question that I always do, which is, should be fun this year, review 2020 in one sentence. Kate, what do you got for us? I'm sure I'll be fine. Awesome. That sounds about right. Adrian, what do you got? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's where I'm at. That's, That's where, where I'm at. at. That's where you're at. All year. All year. <laughs> If you know, if you know, like the the TikTok trend thing, that's how the videos everything's going good, and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and that's what uh, happened. Which TikTok will obviously be talked about as that was something of 2020. I think I'm pretty sure. I don't know because we've had lived in 2020 was actually 10 years. Yes, 20 years. <laughs> um, but yes, um, for those of you that never listened to any of our previous ones, this episode will be done by us answering some questions about 2020 until wait, we. Wait, wait, wait! What was your sentence? Oh, my sentence is sometimes it just be like that. that's fair um but yes uh this episode will be done by us answering questions about the year 2020 until we run out of time and then i'll kind of throw in a list of 2020 quote unquote fun facts or maybe we'll we'll see how the how much fun is involved in all this stuff these used to be fun facts but here we are Um, we're trying our best this this year be fun. I didn't want to do this though. Um, so some obviously some random uh, podcast stats for the year, as I like to do. Uh, this year we actually did thirty-eight minute main episodes out of fifty-two weeks, um, compared to forty-eight in twenty seventeen. We were workhorses back then. Um, Thirty-seven in twenty eighteen, and then like I said, I have no data for twenty nineteen. Um, so that is a mystery year. Um, obviously, um, that is actually how many episodes we did, um, because interviews have actually grown so much that it becomes such an, a, a totally another branch of what we do and more towards the site than when we did interviews back then, where it was kind of like this random thing and we all three showed up. Now Kate just does like four by herself. Adrian's done some. Hey, I was going to say, Adrian interviewed the author. Yeah. It, yeah, I did. I did. I did an interview. 
Yeah, no, and then and then like I said, um, obviously Adrian does some interviews. I've done a few interviews by ourselves, so we kind of done and branched out and kind of done those things. Um, we don't do any other actual episodes, and I guess the weird thing is because I looked at it and it's like, oh, in 2018 we did we recorded 89 total episodes. This year we did 37. <laughs> but yes. But. Yeah, and we also don't have like our, our movie reviews. Anymore, yeah, so I said because yeah. yeah. when I looked this up, I was like, we don't do the Patreon movie reviews anymore. Yeah. We don't really do any of the recap stuff. Um, I know we've talked about trying to do some of that stuff, but then obviously, I'm getting kind of sad. Twenty 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 kind of happened, and like, cause I know we had plans to bring some of it back, and then all of a sudden, everything went to, yeah. These a- these stats are making me sad now, though. Oh yeah, no, trust me, it was kind of, it was kind of sad because like I said I, I started with twenty eighteen data, and I was like, oh wow, this has been wild. Um, but good news, we do have twenty two guest appearances. Um, that's obviously up from twenty eighteen of eighteen. With our most recurring guest, which Alex, I'm just going to assume it will now be a four-time champ. Um, <laughs> Alex was our most recurring guest was four. He was also the four champ. Four years running. He was also in 2017 and 2018. I'm just going to assume it was in 2019 as he well. He had to have been in 2019 because we had the month of Alex. Oh, yeah, that's true. So automatic, he just came on for all the spooky that, Then things. automatically, that's yeah. correct. Um, but we did have a few other multiple appearance of people. Um, Jason, our editor, uh, had three episodes, even though two of them were just Mario and then Luigi. But, you know, he did come on for another one. Nisha also appeared um, for three. Aaron. What were they? Uh, Nisha. Full Metal Alchemist, um, right? Full Metal Alchemist, Jordan Peele, and Michael Jordan. And then, obviously, way, way back long, I, did, I completely forgot that Aaron, who was a contributor thing and from host of Nerd Social Club, um, was also... On our podcast twice. And that was still 2020. Yes. And Dr. Emery also did two podcasts this year with us. That was also in 2020. Our My Hero episode was 2020? Yes. Yep, it was February. Yes. Because this is a movie, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> that was one of the last movies that's I saw. One of the saw last movies theater. I saw in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Like I said, it was kind of weird when I looked at that. Um, Obviously, we had some other people. We had seven first timers that made a. A first-time appearance. We did have some repeat de- uh, guests from before. Grant came back, who was also in, in 2019 guest. Uh, Ritz mm-hmm. made an appearance again after whatnot else. I know we had seven new people to the show. We'll be interested to see how many new people we can add this year to our show um, as far as going up. Uh, by topic, we did 10 gaming episodes. Um, 12, I put TV+, plus, which is kind of like stuff that was kind of t- mostly TV and maybe had some movies. They're kind of more franchise something, but they're kind of more, and then including obviously TV shows, so like stuff came in there. Uh, five movie franchises or m- movie stuff. Um, seven people. So we actually did seven actual people. And then we had two randoms, which I guess three including this one. With the randoms being our 150th AMA, and I think I put iLights Media or ILM or whatever. ILM. Yeah. yeah. As the uh, other one. But yeah, that's kind of a rundown of what we did for our show this year. I don't know yeah. if that's good or bad for yeah. people. Our live episode was still this year. Yes. Like that's that's the craziest <laughs> part to me. <laughs> yeah, hadn't even got to that one. But yeah. Um We did a lot of gaming this year. Yeah, we did. And actually. and I feel like Considering we like there's kind been of... like no gaming <laughs> in the Fair. second half of the year. And I feel like we've kind of haven't done that much gaming in the past. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we start the year off. I remember looking schedule. We start the year off just game, 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 game because everything just got shut down immediately. Hey, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, I came in with my people. Yeah, we started doing people. <laughs> you want an autobiography? We got you. Um, but yeah, 
But if not, I, I will can... say this. This is where I petition for an actual Tony Hawk episode, not just for the game, but just for <laughs> Sir Tony Hawk himself. Next yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, we can we can see what we can do. Definitely can get into it there. Um, but anything else on our stats before we dive into all these fun questions that we ask? No. Oh, and we did a lot of anime this year. I'm proud. I'm disgusted. We did a lot of anime, actually. We did. That Matt just showed up to. Yes. I did not get fined one time this year. <laughs> All right, so getting into these episode questions. Obviously, these are kind of some few ones. I kind of wanted to do things. And we'll just take you what you can. Um, but we'll start off with your first one be, what was your favorite podcast moment of 2020? I am incredibly proud that we were able to use our network to raise over $4,000 for charity this year for St. Jude. And that was phenomenal. But that, that to me is more of like from the network, like person head stuff. It's still going to be the live show. Like this was still my answer at our, at our 150 AMA. It's still the live show like that, like that. I, I am very bitter that we weren't able to go and do another one. Very, very bitter, because that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, the live show is is my favorite. Adrian, do you have anything different, or is it just the live show? Um, no, man, the live show is pretty good. Like that's <laughs> so it, it was that funny. was like <laughs> a lot of years in the making, and then we finally got to do it, and it just like went perfectly. Like it, no, nothing it went nothing went wrong. Nobody we will actually does. Yeah, no one will actually does. People came up to talk to us after, like, you know, what's well, that like dad the best and son part. bought shirts just to come do it. Yeah. That was great. And like, you know, it sprung us into having, you know, the ability to do it again. But, you know, obviously we couldn't do it. But like I think that says a lot from kind of where we started back in twenty seventeen to, to where we're at now. Yeah, um, which so I think it has to be that one. was just like makeshift table in the middle of packs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> to yeah actually... interviewing cosplayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, I assume the answer to this was going to be either the live show or St. Jude. Those were probably both things we did. I really didn't mention them in here for, I guess, fun fact, but I figured we'd talk about it in general on this question of just obviously we did the live show. We obviously raised over 4000 for St. Jude in October. Um We've worked with a lot of people this year. It's been fun, fun. We have worked with a lot of people this year. We're an actual sponsored podcast yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. We, we have we, got ooh. genuine sponsors we this year. We yield balls a lot. Yeah, can I? Does that count <laughs> as a favorite podcast moment? I mean, it technically is. I mean, we... <laughs> because I had a lot of fun uh, I mean, yes, trying I said, to do I mean, transitions I... into ads and stuff with our I mean, I said, it was, it was It was a lot and, of fun. You know, look out for it again here in, the, in 2021, guys. I will say, it's not that I don't think Adrian is creative. It's that I forget that Adrian's creative until he, like, busts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man with ball <laughs> puns. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. I think um, maybe we've had, like, small sponsorships before, but I think Manscaped is pretty fun just because, like, I, I got to feel like we were, you know, like that those podcasts who, like, actually, like, interrupt their podcast to advertise stuff that if people can people do undies we can clearly do manscape come on now yeah i've heard some God. of the undies ads i or you're gonna like sell I've me a said, mattress i'm pretty sure that i've said the word balls more times this year than i have any other year of my life yeah. thank was, you to the people who bought balls stuff from us though it was great that means a lot 
Yeah, they, they have, us. Hey, I, I, I wasn't lying. They have great products. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the undies are awesome. That I will say. Yeah, they're super comfortable. I like them. Um, but uh, moving on to the next question, kind of the same thing. What was your, outside of your favorite moment? What was your favorite podcast episode that we recorded, and why? Can't even complain this year because I I have a beautiful spreadsheet list that made making all this data easy when you do a spreadsheet. Um, I just go look at our show notes. Episode. This is hard. So yeah. like, I personally enjoyed the My Hero episode because I just had a lot of fun, like very passionately yelling about My Hero with everybody and Matt. Um, but it, I actually think that it was really, really cool to do um, probably the Dreamcast episode because I feel like that was one where we just had fun and we were all like invested in it in a different way. And I really do enjoy the episodes where we all like no, just no, come no, together. no, no. You don't get what? to do all this stupid anime stuff to come in here and take my favorite episode. <laughs> I had to sit through all this dumb anime mumbo jumbo stuff to have you come at the end of the year just to tell me that my episode for the Dreamcast was the best one. You're damn right it was the best one. <laughs> um, but also, great. Uh, we had uh, Dr. Emery was on the My Hero Academia. Thanks for that one. And then Charles uh, also was on Dreamcast. Uh, thanks for that one. That would be my favorite one. Obviously, I got... I'm a before we get to Adrian, I have my two that we get to do this year. Obviously, the Dreamcast, but also I finally get to do my Tony Hawk episode, which is also great. And <laughs> that was also a really fun episode to record. That that okay, that was that was that was a, that was a real good one. You're just gonna try to keep saying got... I got to do my own. I have to do all the episodes. I know that's, that's what Matt just to has say. to do them from now on. That's that's it. Data, Sorry, Matt. Yeah. Do all the show notes. I'm definitely feeling bad about not having to do them anymore. Right. Podcast <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I will say those were my two favorite because one, I've been talking about those two episodes probably since 2017 and we've been holding off for a while to do them and we're finally able to do them. Alex, thanks for Tony Hawk one. I think the Tony Hawk one probably, I would probably edge up Dreamcast only because that was kind of like an eye-opening one it felt like for everybody of like, oh, this actually played a very big vital role in my childhood a lot more than I expected it to. Um... Mine was more of I, to get much. I I love you, Matt, and I love it when I get to see you passionate. And apparently, that's Tony Hawk in the Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, but yes, Adrian, what do you got for this year? Um, I mean, I can list my yeah. other episodes if you'd like. <laughs> I think. I mean, Dreamcast is fine. I just think it's like overrated still, and like, you know. This is why this answer is overrated. We've we've I gone over that. this so much. Like it's not about it's not about who does it first. It's about who does it better. And we, I think we've we found that out this year. I think that might be like the theme of this year. Oh God, uh, that is wrong. a good theme of you're this year. <laughs> oh no. Um, I, I did enjoy those episodes. I really do enjoy having like the guests for those. Um, I think. I think just in terms of. Like, cause I mean, it, it's fun when we get to like talk about um, like fun stuff. But I like also like like when we get to talk about like um some deep stuff so i really did i mean it may be just because it's like the one that we've done the most recently but i really did enjoy doing the fresh prince of bel-air episode um just because i personally learned a lot doing the notes for it but i also mm -hmm. like we had got we had to have serious conversations about like a you know family sitcom show 
Um, and when it comes to like why we like do the podcast in general, it's just really to kind of bring those things to light. And I think that was just really, really fun. Either that or the Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because it's my favorite ad intro that we've ever done. So. Oh, that was, that was actually the best ad that you've done. And then, we, and then that episode, we just got to like, you know, talk about Always in Sunny in Philadelphia because it's not rare, but it's, it's usually, you know, maybe one or two of us have like kind of deep knowledge in something. And, you know, one of us is kind of learning more than the other two or, you know, or if we're doing horror, me and Matt are just kind of like here, but like for like always sunny in Philadelphia, like we all, we, we all like always sunny. So it was just really fun to kind of do that and kind of like talk about our favorite episodes. But then again, still talk about kind of like the heavier stuff in side of like how they're able to kind of pull off those comedies. So I think those are probably my top two outside. One, of like just the, I want to say general halo episode. One, Adrian, I want to say, how dare you disrespect my horror stuff? I yelled about Saw, and that was all I talked about, and that's fine. That's all I know. Um, Both of you did contribute this. Actually, actually, Adrian did a Spooky Month episode this year, and that did be he? commended. I did. I did Casper, and I did Casper. Uh, I mean, I did Scooby Doo last year. I'm spooky, bro. What are you talking about? I'm outside the ectoplasm, there was no spooky in that thing. <laughs> Hey man, we talked about dead kids in like, that one. So I do also feel like we need to have a new category of of podcast episode that Alex should have been on, but we were too rushed to invite Alex on, and I feel like Fair. that is that was definitely okay. If we're doing that. What do we got for this year then? They think Casper. Ca- well, Casper, that, some spooky boy. That's, that, that's, that's fair. That's Alex. I felt like there was one I had earlier in the year that I was like, I was upset that Alex didn't end up doing. Alex didn't come on Tony Hawk, and I feel like he should have come to Tony Hawk, seeing as you turned our group chat. Alex just did do years... come on Tony Hawk. Did he? Yes, he did. No, he didn't. There was no guest for Tony Hawk. One, I'm literally looking at it in the spreadsheet, but two, I know he did because I explicitly waited until, because he kept trying to say I'm sick. Why do I remember the episode without Alex, guys? That's, nope, that's, he, was, he was there. He was completely there. I mean, he should have been there for oh, Always no. Sunny because half of that group chat's also just Always, Always sunny in Philadelphia quotes and memes. I'm so, so sorry, Alex. Why are you not in my memory? Wow, that's terrible. Wow. wow. I, okay, so we need what? to move on. So, the, so you came up with this category to shit on Alex is all I got. No, all I'm saying, God, this is one of those moments where, like, I remember that Alzheimer's runs in my family and I get a little bit scared. So to make it happier, I will say I also really appreciated Adrian's Deep Space Nine episode because oh. is it because I wasn't was, there. <laughs> yes matt that's exactly it um uh, but no i actually think that like on the point of like the podcast doing some heavy lifting on digging thing dig, digging deep into themes and talk topics i think that deep space nine episode was a really good representation of going into media deeper and i i really appreciate well it. i can say i mean i will say i obviously wasn't on that one but i think friday the 13th was also a pretty good one we did with that oh that one yeah. was fun yeah that, that was that also this was year fun. it was just a long long time ago yeah also this year okay and uh thank yeah. you both to alexander who came on for deep space mm-hmm. nine and matt from gun I have to say Matt from Gun because I'm Matt, and that'd be weird saying Matt, Matt. <laughs> that was also a weird episode because of that. Also, the Dwayne McDuffie episode was pretty fun, too. I had yeah, been wanting to do We Dwayne predicted McDuffie the future with that one. Oh, yeah, we did, because we did yeah. the Dwayne McDuffie episode, and then the entire Milestone lineup got, uh, got brought back for DC. Look at us being the Simpsons. I'm proud. Yeah. I love was pretty cool, too, just to like look at all of like the cool innovative designs and stuff that they've been able to come with, come up with and after this last season of 
the Mandalorian. I'm just like, man, ILM, can you just like just make everything? <laughs> just make everything look amazing with your budgets, please. <laughs> so moving on from podcast stuff onto our next question, kind of into more actual other things. I we... did a Survivor episode this year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. We talked about the naked chick. Or the naked dude. Oh, yes. the peanut butter. Li- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boston Rob. Yeah. Which, hold on. Follow up. Adrian, did you go back and watch Boston Rob? I did. Yeah, that guy's a psychopath. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. right? That people is who a call him theater. are even dumber. Yep. <laughs> okay. I feel validated in yeah. also explaining why Boston Rob and his seasons are the best in Survivor because it's absolutely insane. Okay. Now, can we get to the next episode? Next question. Yes, I'm sorry. I just wanted to know the impact I have. <laughs> My bad. Um, I forgot. You think th- this year we learned that you thought you're an influencer? Um, yep. Companies you know. told me I wasn't, so it's fine now. The head is shrunken, so it's good. That's good. Um, at least you can now fit to the door. Um, moving on to kind of some more general stuff. Um, this is going to be interesting for you all, and hopefully you kind of know stuff. I will be okay because I did a list. But uh, what was your favorite movie of this year? Obviously, not including theater or streaming or whatever. So I have the opposite problem in that I have watched, I have, I and Matt, I don't know, you usually pull data, but I think I've reviewed more movies this year than I've ever reviewed before. And I think that's because I made, I'm on the Austin Film Critics Association now. So they just like, I just watch more movies. So this one is really hard and I'm going to have to just look up what I put down in the sheet. Adrian, what do you have for us? Why Kate tried to figure out. Yeah, so this year was kind of weird for me because I didn't really watch that many new movies. Like, this is probably, like, the year that I've watched, like, the least new movies. A lot of, like, my quarantine was spent just, like, re-watching shows and stuff. Um, and I think the last movie that I actually physically saw in theaters didn't even, like, get released because <laughs> it, like, was supposed to come out in April and then nothing happened. So it, nothing even happened there. So I think my favorite movie of the year would probably like and it's gonna sound weird but probably bad boys for life because it's like one of the last movies i've seen in theaters and i don't really watch a lot of the netflix movies unless like someone says that they're good um but bad boys for life is really good and i really enjoyed that one um probably more than the other movies that i got to go review before everything shut down um but i think that's just more to say that i just haven't seen a movie since like march (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> March or February, essentially. I, I, I watched like say, what? I watched Birds of Prey. I've watched Old Guard. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what movies I've watched. I watched more TV shows this year. I will say that Bad Boys for Life was number twelve on my list because that movie is real good. Um, but okay, I wanted to chat because Invisible Man is my is my favorite horror movie of the year. But I also I didn't want to contradict myself. It is also my favorite movie movie of the year, and I will say that. I don't know what happens with Oscar things anymore now uh, just because like it's a completely different landscape and literally so many rules have changed. Um, And I don't, and there have been like drama stuff, but I feel like Invisible Man is my favorite because it was something that I didn't know would be done so well. I don't think that I have been so viscerally impacted watching a movie like that in a very long time there was something about like is the opening scene in the invisible man is the lead character escaping her abusive relationship and you see her just moving through and trying to escape the house and 
the eeriness of having to like, because she's trying to be really quiet and the theater is really quiet. It was just such a good use of everything. Like I, yeah, that's my favorite. The, the Invisible Man, uh, which is from Lee Winnell, who is also important as we discussed in our James Wan episode for like the state of horror. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite. It's real good. Adrian, you could actually probably watch that one because it's not like super spooky, spooky. It's just like people are crappy, scary. Yeah, I've I've seen it, and th- that was like one of the ones that was like on our list to go see, but it just just didn't end up happening. And I just I said just didn't pop up on any of like my streaming service lists. I guess. Yeah, they really put it to it. VOD. Uh, maybe that's why. Yeah, the VOD gate's getting longer and longer too for a lot of these films. Yeah, I imagine lots of 2020 is just going to or 2021 is going to be me recreating a theater in my <laughs> my living room. Awesome, awesome. Um this is easy for me. My favorite movie is The Platform. It's also a very summation of 2020. Oh yeah, Not I guess I did watch that this year. Bad. I forgot I watched that movie. You you watched The Platform? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Um, it's definitely a submission. That's the one where they're on the thing. Oh, well, they're on the platform, but like they're like on the thing, and there's like levels and stuff. Yes. Yeah, the where table they- goes up and down. Yes. Um, yeah, that movie is dark. Oh yeah. Maybe that's why. I just, maybe, maybe I blocked that out of my <laughs> head because I was like, so I watched it. Like, am I dumb? Do I just not get the movie? Like, what? Like, what are the themes? The themes seem like they're there. And then I went like a whole rabbit hole of like Google and stuff, and it just like I think I blocked that out of my memory because it was just too dark. Oh yeah, no. Me. So <laughs> this movie is dark. It hits you like a truck. Uh, probably definitely the summation of 2020, and I loved it every bit of it. The summation is you can do good, but if nobody else does good, it doesn't it matter. Means absolutely nothing. Yep. Um, but yes, moving on to the next. So one. the pandemic. Oh no, Matt! This movie just got worse. I mean, Are, it's a phenomenal movie. How did it get worse? I knew this think about that. Oh, I knew all of this. We watched this pre-pandemic, though. One, we watched oh, it like right oh, at the start no, of it. Right as right as, and I've watched yeah. it twice. <laughs> you watched it twice? Yeah. When did you watch it the second time? I don't remember. We had another time where I watched it. We, I think, right after it came out, we tried to get everybody else to watch it, and we watched it with them. I thought, whatever. I don't know. Oh, I, you, I've watched it. You wanted to. to make no, it no. Like we night. did. I know. I've watched this movie twice. Oh. Anyways, why are you worrying about what I'm doing all the time? Gosh. I'm disinterested because you. No, I'm just interested because for to fill in the rest of the class, Matt has such a good memory that he remembers every specific scene from movies that he watches, so he doesn't watch things twice unless he really likes it. So. Well, the good thing is both of these things, both my movie and TV show, which we'll get to in a second, I did watch twice this year. Uh, but no, the platform is thing. It obviously whether we watched it at the beginning of the pandemic or whatever else, it definitely does. Uh, like I said, it was a summation, and whether it be the pandemic whether it be protest, whether it be other failures of government stuff, whether it be anything, it summarizes all of it very well. It's very dark. It hits you like a truck, and it's phenomenal, and it's great, and I love every minute of it. But, yes, moving on to the next part, so hopefully um, you all go watch that, and you can all just cry in the corner. Um, But moving on to the next part of what is your favorite – kind of like what Adrian said. What was your favorite – yeah, excuse me – Moving on to the next part, kind of like more in what Adrian had said he had been watching all year. What was your favorite TV show or series this year? And how about uh, whether it be or a newly introduced one, I guess. Either or. Or you can have one or the other, honorable mention. Yeah, I can go for this one. Um, I think 
newly introduced sh- series that I just like could not get enough of and I couldn't stop watching was definitely Queen's Gambit. That se- that series is so good. So it's good. so good. It's like it's just like I don't know. I just don't even know how to explain it. It's just good. Oh, if you haven't I watched it, put go that watch on my it. list. Why didn't go I put it. that on my list? I don't know why I, nobody put it. I think good. It, I don't know. It was it's actually surprising really good. That it yeah, it's really good. And I know that it was like on like Netflix's like top ten, like like number one spot for like three weeks. And I was like, yeah. come on, it can't be that good. And then it was that good, and I just couldn't get enough of, of watching it. Um, yeah, just just really beautifully done. But I think just like in kind of recurring series, Mandalorian season twos. Um, everything i want in star wars so so good so good really good awesome awesome kate what do you got uh mine's k-drama uh it's called it's okay to not be okay um and it's just like a really really good show like production design costuming is phenomenal um but the story is really good honestly this one was one that i watched like in the middle of dealing like stuff with my family and COVID and stuff. And I just like kind of locked down from the world and just started watching K dramas. Um, but this one was one that I kind of felt like, you know how like you, sometimes you watch something that just hits you cause you'd feel like you needed to watch it at that time. Like that's what this one was. Cause the entire series is about like, uh, processing emotion and trauma and like all these things and like learning to essentially like learning what stuff you can get over what stuff you can't and like accepting both parts and I thought that that was just a really really good thing um, for me um, so that was my favorite with an uh, honorable mention being uh into the night which i realize i should have put higher on my list now that i'm staring at this and i'm actually thinking about things that i loved but so far as like newly introduced series like one that was already like existing and i like found in 2020 is probably a million little things which is a show that i'm watching right now and it's just really good and it has james roday in it and or james roday rodriguez in it and uh, I really wish I had watched it when it first started. Uh, so now I'm just kind of like binging those episodes. Awesome, awesome. Um, for me, as I said the thing, I watched this show twice. Uh, my favorite show is Not Even Close, Into the Night. It is fantastic. It's amazing. And I love it. Um, also, another uh, movie where it's kind of dark in some sort of terms, uh, both because of Night and Day, but also uh, uh, themes there. Um but I do highly recommend that show. Um, and I guess if I had a newly introduced one or whatever, um, this one hits me a little differently because I was I love the show and stuff, and then I found everything out, and it was another one of these things of why I quit watching older shows on Netflix. But The Colony, apparently it was a USA show from probably about like three years ago, and apparently it was fantastic. I got to like, I think it's season three. They had three seasons on there, and I was like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Um... I got bamboozled because apparently season three ends kind of on this half cliffhanger and then USA canceled it. And so there is no season four. And now I have to basically put in my mind of what happened to hopefully feel fine. And I'm still sad. But to be fair, the last season kind of sucked a little bit. It wasn't the greatest in the world. So I was hoping for a little thing. But those first two seasons are phenomenal. Um, But it did get a little ridiculous in some of the character stuff. I mean, it was a good, given everything, it really was kind of a good year for for series for sure i mean i mean mythic quest was great boy oh, season two oh, yeah. was great um i don't know i want I, silver I mean, opposites 
Space Force. So that was the funny thing. I actually looked when I realized I watched a lot of animation this year. Again, not that I don't every year, but I realized when I was doing like our list of stuff that comes out, um, when I came to doing like regular shows, I always liked like I do. End of the night, number one, absolutely. Boys, number two. Yeah, right there. But then after that, I was like, what the hell did I? Actually Raven's want? Banquet was really freaking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, and then Haunting a Blind Manor, Picard also came out. No, I mean mm. I I know it came out. Justified. But I just didn't like outside of those three, like the you know Raven's Banquet. I don't remember what else I watched that was that was kind of new. Last thing. Dance was good. Good doco. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we had some good good. documentaries that I watched. I mean, yeah. the there are actually a lot of documentaries yeah. this year that are just really yeah. good. Like, there is a lot of like Oscar talk of like a documentary taking home a Best Picture just because of how good the documentaries. Yeah, have they been. were pretty good. I, I'm not gonna lie, the David Attenborough stuff, his his witness statement or his wife called David Attenborough my life on the planet. Like that thing is phenomenal. Like. Obviously, yeah, everybody knows like I do all the science stuff, so like I I don't watch them as much because they are just dark, and we know we did a lot of bad things and whatnot else. And obviously, most of the time I'm usually fine with it, but that one got me. That was a oh my, ooh, that one that one hit. Um, I will say I can confirm. Matt walked into my room and I paused my thing, and he just looked very sad. I don't think I've seen Matt that sad in a very long time. He just hugged me, and I was like, oh. Yeah, that that one Adam got Burrow me. came for you. That one got me. I will say that because I've watched a lot of nature documentaries and did everything, and you're know, like, oh yeah, because and I mean, even the previous one we did, uh, Planet, I'm not Planet Earth, but what the hell, the other one that we watched, Kate, together that you refused to watch part of it with me. Um, Which one? The one, the walrus one. Um, I can't remember what the heck our name. planet. Our planet. There we go. I could. I kept saying planet. Something. It was our planet. Something. Yeah, our planet. Like that one didn't bother me. It's about what I expected. What I know. Cool. But that David Attenborough one, that doc, well, I mean, I, I, it's a documentary, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that one got me. Um, yeah. The Colony was another one. We had a lot of good, as far as animation goes, like, obviously, Solar Opposites was great. Um, I watched The Hollow Season 2 was great. Um, Finally, look up the other ones. I don't Anime remember. has had a phenomenal year when we talk about animation, which is where I, I've watched so much more anime this year than I've watched, like, in previous years. And I think part of it is because reviewing... But, like, Blood of Zeus is something that needs to get a call out because it was so damn good. Yeah, uh, one of the really cool things in anime right now, or with, with anime that's come out, is Studio Mappa has actually dropped insane animations across pretty much every single uh, anime streaming platform. And they have not only gotten critical acclaim, but it's really pushed them to, like, supersede, like, Studio Bones, who are the folks that do My Hero, um, and even Trigger to some extent. So I've been really excited with the types of animation and, and that, that have been coming out from MAPPA. And so I think what's going to be really cool, or at least what 2020 does, because it was a big year for, for animation overall, um, in the anime space, I think that there's been a, a really big push uh, towards everybody going towards MAPPA style, which is more showcasing fight, fight scenes and stuff like that. So 2020, so far as a year of animation is actually going to be really big, or 2021 is going to be big because of the groundwork that they did. Um, and Jujutsu Kaisen is the best anime of the year. And it's so freaking good. Also, kind of want to do a little fun fact thing of here, just a little shout out, since we did kick the movie. I want to give a shout out to, uh, what's it called? Uh, Love and Monsters was probably got the love it deserved. That was a good movie. Great movie. I'm so happy that people actually have loved the movie and enjoyed it because it was one of those movies I saw and I'm like, this is obviously, I know I'm going to like it because this is totally my brand and this is why I wanted to watch it, but I had a feeling, it was sad, that like, man, people are going to hate this movie. 
and they did not, and it's great. So moving on from there to the next part, uh, what was the movie TV show was your biggest, was the biggest overrated or underrated for you this year? Go, Adrian. Oh, yeah, go. I can go here. Uh, Bloodshot, most underrated movie of 2020. Was that actually this really, year? Yeah, it was this year. Oh, it just okay. happened, like, really, literally at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> that was actually the last film that, that debuted, wasn't it? Like, the last yeah. official. Yeah. Um, and then, like, it happened right as, like, everything was shutting down. But uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I hope we get a franchise out of it. I was, it's really good. Uh, overrated. Blood of Zeus kind of overrated. Why? Kind of overrated. And Why? I love Greek mythology. Like, I was literally like, if I could just study Greek history when I was doing my ancient uh, ancient civilizations degree, I, I would have done it. Uh, but I just didn't like it. I just didn't, it, it. Why? The pacing's kind of weird in the story. Some of the animation looks bad. Like, what? really bad. It goes from like being like really bad to like really good sometimes. Like, with the way that like they move. It's just kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward. I, I can like show you specific scenes because like I went back and rewatched. Like maybe I'm just crazy, but like why is this animation like look really good and then just like not great? Sometimes it was like you know it was like it's like the like the rhinoceros thing for me. Like some some of the CGI was really good, and then sometimes I had to look at like a baby rhinoceros, and it, it just didn't look good. Um, yeah, the story was just kind of right like now. the story was just kind of like meh. To be honest, like if you're gonna like go like super fantastical with with you know this thing. But they just kind of just did like Greek mythology, but they didn't even do like the good stuff. They just did like they did the stuff that we hadn't seen before. And since it was two Greeks who were telling the story, they literally tried okay, to do okay, stuff okay. different. It wasn't. They they just didn't hit for me. I mean, some of the stuff was pretty cool. The action scenes were pretty cool. The character, the creature design was pretty cool. Uh. You know, I just can't get behind anybody really in the show. Like, I think everyone there is just kind of like, even like our hero is kind of. Uh... Heron is my only problem with the show. I don't think that he's a good hero. He's not a good hero. Hera's a bitch, obviously. Uh, like, Zeus is an asshole. Poseidon doesn't like take any sides as per usual. Like, it's just very. Um... I don't know. I think this, those stories, the Greek mythology stories are better, like, when you have, like, a hero you can get behind, and there's just nothing, there's no hero you can get behind. Like, who am I rooting for? Am I going to root for for Hera for realizing that she messed up, or am I going to root for Zeus for being a deadbeat dad? Am I going to root for, for Heron for being, like, not knowing what to do with his life? Like, like, uh, I'm so powerful, but, uh, I don't know. It just... This wasn't for me. Okay, so like moving it. from there, because Kate's going losing her stuff. Kate, Kate, what do you have for your? Don't big... talk to me. I need to think. Oh, I'm you need to like. You, okay, because obviously, uh, what that blasphemy I heard was just oh too gosh. much. So I guess for me, um, my big the biggest underrated show for me, I'm gonna say Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World, uh, World of Camp Cretaceous, uh, the Jurassic Park animation show that is coming out of the new one coming out with it. Yeah, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, that's right, right. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I I think it fits very well for what they were doing because it actually intertwines with the movie pretty well. Um, and just surprisingly, it had a lot of like it. It was more not just the kid. They definitely didn't make it a straight kids show. For it's obviously a kids show, but it's not just a very I guess kitty kitty level of show. And I think they what they did, what some of the stuff they did in there, especially people die in the show. Um, 
and stuff like that. Um, it's they did a fantastic job with it. Um, that'd be definitely my underrated show. Uh, as far as overrated, I might have to let Kate answer hers and get back with the overrated here on that one. Uh, so my most underrated is June on Origins, um, because uh, just being as tapped into the horror circles as I am, I didn't see anybody in the horror community talking about it at all. Um, and it's actually a phenomenal series that dives into like the mythology of the ring in a way that like we haven't really seen before and executes it really well. And it's really terrifying, like genuinely scary under your skin. Um, so I, I really like that one. I think it's really underrated and, uh, it is weird now cause I'm, I'm, because I'm so plugged into the horror circles, I'm used to seeing more love for horror stuff when usually I'd be like, Oh, this got no love. Um, uh, but that's like the only piece of horror that I think didn't get the love it deserved. Um, so far as TV shows, so far as movies, the vast of night is extremely underrated. It's an Amazon prime original. It is set in like the fifties. And very small cast and has to do with alien abductions. And it is really, really good. Um, that also nobody talked about. That's probably like my second favorite movie of the year. Um, so far as overrated. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of underrated things. I think Cobra Kai is underrated as hell. Mm, like that show one. is oh, so talk, damn good. Talk about that in the series. Yeah, Cobra Kai is... So and good. it came out of nowhere. I expected nothing about it because it was a YouTube original. I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And then I binged it all because it was so damn good. Um, so far as overrated stuff, though, I don't know if I have an answer. And I think it's just because I, I do. T I like Sometimes I watch stuff before people. And so I don't really get that like hype build up and then watch and fall because it, it didn't meet like what I liked which Adrian I can totally understand I gave Blood of Zeus I think I, I gave it like a 9 so like if it didn't hit yeah. with you and then you're like oh well fuck yeah, I heard this person said thing. this was amazing yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. like I think because I do get to watch some things first I tend to like I don't I don't have to deal with that big that big deep uh, crevice I of, get to watch everything on my Mount Olympus while you peasants have to wait <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't really think of an overrated... Which is perfectly fine, because, I mean, I've been looking through some stuff while you're doing that, and I honestly don't know if I have anything overrated, really. And honestly, that, I think for me, that I've gotten to the point now where, fair or foul, if it just doesn't look that interesting, which, I mean, I've always been like this, but I've gotten, I guess, even more, especially as I've gotten less and less time free time with things, where if you don't, like, spark a good interest, like, immediately, I just don't bother to watch you. Um, and so I'm just looking at stuff, and I'm like, I just, I mean, I can tell you stuff that didn't, like, Cobra Kai looked ridiculous, and I didn't want to watch it, and looked dumb, but people love it, Actually so, like... real well done. That's what I'm saying, people... It, it's not as absurd as I thought it was gonna that's be. That's what I'm saying, like, It's I, heartfelt. Except everybody... The trailer said, did a disservice to it. I said, everybody yeah. seems to love it, so I'm not gonna knock it, but I never, because I never watched it, but, like, I from what I saw, like, in trailer stuff, I was like, I, this, I'm not watching this. Yeah, but, don't go off the trailer, man. It's, it's much better than that trailer, like, ever said it was going to be. Like, it's immediately like, first episode, like, you're like, oh, wait, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is much better. Yep. Yeah. yeah I give it a shot. Sure I mean, what better. else What else you got to do? What else are you doing? I mean, I have to try to play my games. I have some spreadsheets to fill out and do things. Um, you, got, you got three monitors. You're good. You got a TV in the back. 
I can see it from here. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I, but that's for me. Like, I just don't think I have actually had any like overrated stuff um, that I that I can personally say. Well, there's been plenty of stuff that like I said I've looked at, and I'm like, what? But yeah, and when I say like Blood is Use is overrated, I don't think it's like bad. Like, no, the, I mean overrated. Bad, bad and underrated. Bad. Like overrated, I think are completely different. Oh it just, yeah, no, just, no, overrated. I just don't think it's. Like, I just don't think it's a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. Why did you give? Why Why did you give it a nine, Kate? You probably because you because I overrated what it was versus a, a thing. Yeah, yeah that, I, mean, I mean that's I'd why I probably I, give it like a seven. That's what my seven out of ten. I said we didn't we didn't talk we didn't do our which would still mean that it would have a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes because it's a positive. Yeah, I mean I'm not, I'm not saying it's negative. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, which obviously watch her like go through her trauma like. Ugh. God. Which obviously, I actually disagree there because I don't think that's what. And I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, um, obviously that's why I like to do the overrated, underrated stuff because it's usually things that usually aren't. We know what's really good. We know what's really bad. Um, I already know what my worst movie I saw this year was, and it's not even close. And it's not even, and it's not even that it's overrated. It's just completely or overrated. It's just completely garbage. Um, Oh, ain't nobody rating that one high. Exactly. I don't think I'm. Am I even legally allowed to talk about that one? Yes. Oh, it's it's out in theater, so yes. Okay, cool. But yeah, Jason, erase what I just said. But yes, you can talk about it. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like Monster Hunter is freaking awful. It is terrible. It's so bad. I like trash. I I specifically like Paul W S Anderson trash. In that, I love the Resident Evil movies, and I gave it a three out of ten. And that's just because Toho did the kaiju. And they look phenomenal. That's why it got the three points. Yeah, I know. I know what we just said about the trailer thing, but I saw that trailer and I was like, "This isn't even like the same genre." Oh, of, oh, like, trust thing. me, that one. This I is knew. this is like Matt's like it's just slap a sticker, uh, slap it's a sticker like, oh, on absolute, it kind of thing. Wait, that's absolutely what it is. It's this weird isekai thing that they try to do, where they try to take their characters and put them into another world, and then they try to be serious. And then they try to make it fantasy. And honestly, the last third of the movie, they get into like the actual cool Monster Hunter stuff, but it's too late. And that last third is really absurd and off the wall. And that's what the rest of the movie should have been. It's terrible. Well, I, I mean, mean, the trailer looked not... awful and I knew it was going to be awful. But, you know, it's like, you know what? I like Monster Hunter. You know, I like Resident Evil. In Resident Evil, not all of them are that good. I can tell you that much. Some of them are pretty bad. <laughs> but I still enjoyed watching them. I did not enjoy I watching. Did not. I did. I found no joy here. I found, I found no joy in watching Mulan this year, so I'm, I'm there with you. Ooh. See, Mulan was with me. Still like, have not seen it. That's the one where I was like, I saw the trailer and I was like, this. Actually, we saw the trailer. We saw the production history. We saw everything. I was like, this is going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. Which I also have not worse. seen it. Will not worse. see it. And it's worse I've than read what you think. like I've read like four different live tweets from critics that I trust, and I was like. Nope. So I will nope, say nope, that nope, kind of nope, leads nope, into the, uh, which also kind of the whole point with 2020 of just like um, this whole moving with movies and TV shows and the VOD and streaming and stuff. Uh, can we please tri- quit drop, quit using Mulan as the ex- as the example that streaming on demand fails? Like we, yeah. everybody knew it looked like crap in production history, and then the thirty the thirty dollar price tag was not to me wasn't the $30 necessarily dollar priced. I mean, yeah, I think it was an issue, but I don't think it was as big an issue as people made it, to be honest. So I don't think that it was as big an issue, but the thing is, for me at least, is that you have to, do, you're essentially paying twice. You're paying Correct. for the Disney subscription, Correct. and then you're paying for the $30. I think the $30 just by itself is fine, because you can have friends chip in and watch it all together. Um, 
So I don't think the thirty dollar price tag is bad. I think the the double pain. So, is, like I said, is to me that hits. I mean that's a little bit, but to me I'm just like, can we do another movie? Because I guarantee it. We talk about flops of movies and people which try to get us all murdered in the pandemic of tenant whatever with movie theaters. If people if tenant would have went on that, I guarantee it, we would have paid thirty dollars immediately for that movie. Yeah. yeah. Now I won't want to watch it because you're an idiot, Christopher Nolan. Um, I mean, stuff at home does work. Like, oh, it, 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 it I mean, they've work. proven it does. It's just I did like a live, like one of those like live concerts yesterday, and it, it works. Like it, when it's good, it works. But yes. I'm not paying thirty dollars for for trash. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. No, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, and that's good. why I hate that everybody uses the Mulan as like, oh, this doesn't work. And I'm like, but Mulan, we didn't even well, know if it was gonna work as a theater. Yeah. And that's the other thing too is like uh, everybody does that, and they miss the fact that Indiv- Invisible Man made a whole bunch of money. Trolls so, uh, made like what a hundred and fifty percent of it, like doubled his box office money. It made. Yeah, it did. Invisible Man was a similar story too, because um, a pandemic happened mid uh, or like I think a week or two into the Invisible Man's theater run. And they just brought it all on. And, like, the director did a live tweet with everybody. And, like, essentially what I think people are missing is if you actually have company directors, people that are, like, live tweeting all together, you'll get people to go buy the movie. Same thing happened with Birds of Prey. Like, it it, it, it works. Well, that's the thing. In, and that, especially I mean, that's in, like, a, the social communal space. Well, that's the funny thing because, like, all the other movies that have been doing this, they've all been successful. But everybody goes, but that Mulan movie clearly doesn't work. And I'm like, but what about all the other movies? But yeah, like I'm interested to see what happens with Wonder Woman, obviously. So that should be interesting to see. That might be the bigger test. Now, if Wonder Woman flops, then we can have discussion all over again. That I will see. Yeah. But well, but it's it's also a different discussion to have because you don't have to pay anything extra well, but, and you don't buy it. But that's on but that's the whole point. The I mean, that's fine too. But the whole point of the matter because people don't want to talk about the Disney subscription group by what like two hundred percent over that time. That's gonna be the real thing. And so that's what I'm saying. Like people keep saying it failed. Subscription. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like people said, like oh, well, it failed. But I'm like. It failed in what terms? Because it may not have got the flick, but like Disney picked up, like I said, two hundred percent of subscriptions. Like at the end of the day, all the money, whether it's a subscription or the VOD, they still get the money. It's kind of like to me with the Microsoft model. Everybody says, "Oh, well, they sell as many consoles." I'm like, "Yeah, but they've been selling game, they've been selling Game Passes and Xbox Live for like five, six, seven years before PlayStation did. They're still getting money." But anyways, moving on to the next one. Um, speaking of games and everything, what was your best favorite game you played in 2020? Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I love that game with all my damn heart. It's so good. Uh, if you don't like puzzles or platformers, you're probably going to hate it, and that's fine with me. Because um, I actually haven't played one. This game is just joyful. Like, it is just a happy game. It's vibrant. It's funny. It deals with some darker themes, and it handles it really well. And it has a really expansive landscape that is not only like beautiful, but utilizes the game's mechanics throughout all of it. So it for me, like this is probably the most immersed I've been in a game in a really, really long time. And it gave me the feelings of like, you have like Ratchet and Clank humor and you have like all these just things I haven't seen in the game. And it makes me really sad because it got sandwiched between big games and then was like the third in the ubisoft slate after people were already getting tired of ubisoft and it didn't get the love that it deserved because it's also just it's probably the game that came out this holiday season that had the least amount of bugs it's just a phenomenal game the game launched really well there weren't there were hardly any bugs at all and it's it's just good and i really want people to play it it was rated very everything i saw was rated very well Um, nines and tens yeah adrian what do you got 
Yeah, kind of like for like movies, it's kind of a weird year for me just because I didn't really play a whole lot of new games. I couldn't find anything. Well, one, it's like twofold, right? Like, do I want to spend full price on a game I don't know if I'm going to keep playing when like Game Pass exists? Can I just wait for it to come out on Game Pass? And then two, like the best, like the quote unquote best games of the year in terms of like Game Awards, Last of Us, you know, the Spider-Man. I can't play those games because they're exclusive and I don't want to buy a console to play, you know these exclusive games. Um, so I guess like, and I guess in terms of new things that I played this year that were kind of underrated, and I only played it for, for a few hours. Um, <clears throat> I got to do the, the half-life Alex uh, VR thing oh, this summer. Um, and it was great. Like it was one of those things like where you play it and you're like, Oh wait, is this like the future? Like, is this how we're going to play games? Because if it is, I'm down. Um, just cause it's like just done really well. And it's immersive and it's basically like it's it's what you expect. Like it's you playing Half-Life in virtual reality. And it's exactly like what I wanted it to be. And like literally like that while I'm not going to go about and buy like a, a PlayStation 5 to go play the 20 minutes of Miles Morales, I would buy <laughs> I would buy, uh, you know, whatever XYZ uh, VR system to play games if they're that as good as Half-Life Alex in the future. Yeah. Good. What if I'm actually surprised you didn't say Boulder's Gate. Yeah, I was kind of, does Boulder's Gate count? Like, is it? Cause... Yeah, I, it, I don't know if that counts because it's still early access though. It's I mean, early there, early access. I mean like, how many but, hours did you put into if, it? Yeah, if I mean, it counts, a thousand percent is Boulder's Gate because I also want to say this next year, but Boulder's Gate is phenomenal. It's going to be, I can't even explain it. Like, if you like RPGs, like this is like the game for you. Like, it, it's that it's that good. Like, also, it looks like the character creator in Baldur's Gate is what cyberpunks should have been. Yeah, exactly. You want to put a <laughs> you want to put a beard on a high elf? You can do it. <laughs> or make a brown elf. Like I've never like yes. actual like yeah, looks like Adrian Elf. Yeah, Baldur's Gate is going to be amazing, and that's definitely the thing that I've had like the most fun playing this year uh, even in its early access so yeah probably pull gate for sure awesome awesome um for me this is a pretty i'm kind of broken down obviously i'm going with tony hawk uh pro skater one two in a shock uh, in a no. shocker shock one in a shocker one nobody um anybody that listened to the episode pretty much tony hawk probably defined half of my personality and you probably learned that in that episode including uh, the cargo shorts exactly <clears throat> but that that would probably be obviously my number one um when it comes to number two, I do want to say it's weird because I've been playing. We've had it's weird because we when I went looking at this stuff, like I always end up looking. I yeah, as we were doing some of this, I look at like games and stuff, and I like I end up playing some DLC a lot, and I'm like, but those don't really count. Do they count? Yeah. I mean, they count, but they're not new yeah. game. Um, like, but I do want to show because like Anno eighteen hundred, their season p- pass for season three, they had three separate DLCs. Phenomenal. Um, I'm excited for season three as well, but season two knocked it out of the park. I thought they did a fantastic job with that so definitely like probably probably one of my most played games for sure this year it didn't come out this year but like it's all new content i mean not that all but you know um so that's definitely up there obviously we can't leave out animal crossing because despite the fact that i have not played oh yeah that's right we have over 300 yeah i was like despite (laughs) the fact that i haven't played it since april i still have 300 hours in that game um and i also that game just really helped me organize the world when like i had no schedule and felt really bad about everything like animal crossing did some heavy lifting this year oh absolutely and then like i said that one like i don't want to downplay it because obviously i haven't played it in a long time but it's one of those of like i you know i i put a lot into that game 
and so I don't definitely don't want to ignore it. Um, I guess from looking at my other stuff, like I don't know what else I played. Planet Zoo had some. They finally got a water park that I just reviewed recently. That was great. Um, I'm interested for next year, which sadly won't count. But Per Aspera <clears throat> was the space uh, simulator on Mars. I thought it was fantastic for their whole entire vision they're doing. I did run into quite a bit of issues and some bugs. That's about how all these uh, things go. I am interested to play that probably coming into start of next year. Right now that they have some time to you know clean it up. And everything else, but I think what they have for a base and their core of their game is fantastic, and I love what they're doing overall there. Um, I also want to point out too, I don't really game by myself anymore, so the fact that I chose a single player game should also tell you, right now, dear listener, oh that you God. should go buy Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Dude, they're not paying us it anything. Made me Quit play trying by to, myself. You, between between Blood of Zeus and, and Immortals, like nobody's I'm paying us sorry. anything for these. I know, but like also, I love them. And when I love things, and also like there was so little joy in 2020. Like there was so much stuff that like I either had to rush to review or like had a hard time getting or just like came out at a time where like I was already soul crushed and just watched it to watch it. But like I got pure joy out of Immortals Phoenix and like I haven't had that. Let me have my Greek mythology mat. Hey, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad or anything. I was just telling you. <laughs> but yeah, the- Mortal Physics Rising also super overrated. <laughs> I will drive to your house and not do anything because you work in a school and you have not socially distanced. I will stare at you. <laughs> so my last take my hot take that i think final fantasy 7 remake is overrated mainly just because it's still just a remake of a game and also it's oh, like i think that's fair. and it's one fourth of the actual game or some shit yeah i think yeah, that's, that's, fair. that's fine it's fair that's fair but anyways moving on from that after i'm probably getting destroyed for that that's I fine was... i mean the same thing with the miles morales thing right it's like, yeah miles morales might be the biggest eight, overrated game like quit telling me eight hours of a game on, is dude. fantastic shut up um so moving into our final question before we get to fun facts um i uh, last few years we ended with like what is a topic we want to do or some generic stuff which i thought you know cool but at this point we've done a hundred and however many episodes we've done you know thinking of new topics is hard enough um so i did something a little different for your final question what was the favorite thing you did for like but why though because we already mentioned that we obviously we write reviews we do interviews and we talk to other people and we do other events so i guess within all the stuff we do from whether it be but why the site or the podcast stuff like what was what was your favorite thing you did So we can go before me because I'm just going to talk more about Immortals Phoenix. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everything we did this year. <laughs> uh, I did TikTok dances for money. Uh, now, I think <laughs> the favorite thing that I mean, that was fun and all. And I, and I enjoyed getting to interact with like my kids and stuff like that uh, with those things. But I think I think that's still my favorite thing that I got to do this year was lead the the Halo episode at the beginning of the year because I was super nervous about it. It's our first time doing it. And. Um, you guys trusted me enough to do it, and I, it, it just went really great. And it was just, um, just really fantastic. Like it really, I think if the year hadn't gone terribly, I think that set off our like the tone for like that year or for this year really, really great. And that could have turned into more <laughs> stuff. And like Pat, who who knows like what it could have happened like after after that. Um, but I think that's like the first thing that I like specifically like me did for for Bro Y that was really fun. Like the interviews were fun. You know, playing Boulder's Gate for, you know, way too many hours was fun. But I think doing the Halo episode is really kind of like the the meat of why um you know three years later I still love being here. Awesome. So I'm not gonna talk about the game, but 
it is it is actually the coverage I did for Immortals Phoenix. Um and it, it's it's less about the game, but it was like that was like the first time that we were included in like the actual launch process of the game. So like we got it beforehand. We I, I also got invited to do the hands-on of the game and I I turned around two interviews and like two other written pieces and it was insanely fast and it was also happening at a really difficult time but like the fact that we were able to we hit a point where we were included like we were able to launch I mean we like when that game launched we had content ready to go on both the podcast and on the you know and on the site and it was just really nice to finally feel like that's probably the first time that I felt like an actual games journalist, <laughs> like act like just being at the table and stuff. So that that for me is probably like when I look at the multimedia aspect is probably one of my favorite things that I've done. Um, but I think so far as like in a more personal aspect, um, I, I do actually think St. Jude is probably my favorite because you can you can say you have a community but like we raised four thousand dollars with our community with like with social media and our podcasts and so like it, this is like, like a, in middle election which we haven't even touched yeah and pandemic it, in, in the like, middle of pandemic in the middle of an election like we're not streamers we don't usually do this stuff and like seeing everybody in our community from the podcasters like adrian doing adrian doing bts's dynamite dance is actually one of my favorite moments of the year um, it, it was just a really beautiful moment to like see what we've been able to cultivate and build pay off for a really good cause um so those are probably like my two moments that are like but why those specific awesome awesome um <clears throat> I do want to say, kind of with you, like, getting invited to the Planet Coaster stuff was fantastic, even though I didn't even review it, but just, like, it was just being there was like, oh, this is awesome, and stuff, and, it, and it's funny, because you can definitely tell the difference between people who are like us, who just first time get to be there, and people who haven't been, who've been there before, um, but <laughs> that was definitely a very... It makes feel so weird. It's very, like, very oh, apparent. Oh, yeah, this is another Tuesday, and I'm just like, hi, 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 senpai, thank you for noticing me. Yeah, 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 me. very, very, very apparent, um, but I will say for me, um... I did a lot of space stuff this year, it seemed like, and I had two interviews that involved uh, space, um, especially stuff, which was pretty cool. I mean, Mars Horizon, which is a great educational game that you learn all about the space race, space history, exploration, and then I got to interview their CEO and producing the game and just seeing, listening to him talk of just, like, how much they integrated, like, actual, like, science and how much research they did and, you know, working with the you know, the European Space Agency and all that stuff they did, and even the locations they got to go to and everything and check that out. It was awesome to listen to, you know, fantastic. And then even a long, long time ago, I don't even know if it's actually movie's going to even make it, make it out, sadly, but uh, the documentary Red Haven, that mo documentary was actually, I actually really enjoyed it, and we got to interview the two women who made that documentary, and that was great of just seeing how much, once again, what went into that experiment that NASA did. And everything that they, those, like, future, uh, I guess astronauts, I guess they're future astronauts. I don't know what they would be. But how much went into that of them just living on a tent in a desert, uh, deserted, like, backside of, like, Hawaii. Um, which is funny because when I saw it, I was so excited because I already knew about the experiment. So I was like, oh, I know this, I know this is going on. This is awesome. And now I get to see it. And it, uh, so that was fun talking to them. 
And so, and then obviously, like mentioned, per aspera, that's another thing at Mars. Everything's just space. We got to get off Earth. You haven't learned that? That's a theme. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, but as far as that, that is all the questions I have. Do we have anything else before we get into some quick fun facts? We did a lot of cool stuff. We guys. did do. Um, I, like, I, I think as much as bad as this year has been, and has, as much as like there's been lows, we've done really cool stuff. So I think we're cool. So some fun facts. Um, and I guess moments. These aren't take fun with whatever loosely and stuff and everything else. Um, I'm going to do a quick mention. Obviously, we had a pandemic. We did have an election. We had a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, we had other um, protests and general things. We there was a lot of uh, stuff that went on that we didn't mention, touch on a lot in this. We tried to focus on just kind of the podcast, and I mean, could we all each and every one of these could be their own individual uh, episodes, and so we just kind of want to see what we did encapsulate our podcast and everything else. But obviously, anybody that knows, we obviously followed and involved in all of those. So getting to stuff outside of that. Um, in June, we learned that a massive star disappeared that astronomers have been studying for over two decades. Um, because that's not how a bad sci or like a, a world ending sci fi disaster movie gets done. The only thought is it possibly collapsed into a black hole without exploding into a supernova. How is that not scarier? Fantastic. It's have you ever seen like the footage or seen like stuff? It's, uh, it's awesome. I love space. I restate. I just didn't like physics. I restate Same. my thing. I loved all the conceptual stuff when it came to taking astronomy. Like I was almost like an astronomy like minor because I just kept taking classes for it and it was great. But then they were like, hey, calculate this thing. I was like, no, no, no. I just want to look at the star, dude. Like so the, the thing that's <laughs> I'm just trying to find planets. So you wanted to be so you wanted to be an astronomer in like fourteen hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just give me that. So that's Whoa, a, that that's, little bit of light passed by that star. That must be a planet. So that's the weird like thing. That, that's the stuff I want to do. <laughs> so that's the weird thing. Like, I love math, and obviously everybody knows I do a lot of math, a lot of data stuff. But when it came to physics, I was just like, did I want to do this much work in physics? <laughs> like, uh, some of that stuff. Them word problems, man. It's the word problems. That's what it, that's what it is. Got to give me the number. Too many words. Um, another thing is uh, scientists found evidence of water on the moon, um, which Maybe we'll finally get there. I mean, not the moon. Excuse me. Well, we found that too, but I think that I don't even know if that was this year. I think that was later. Uh, but I think on Mars, that's what it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. like the, the microorganism yeah, thing. Possibly right. microorganisms, which are probably, if you ever think of aliens, what you actually should think of and not green little green people. Um, but that one show on Netflix tells me to think of them much differently. Yeah, yeah. Because it would be like the exact same way that Earth works. So obviously, that show. What's the name of that show? Oh, the, Alien Life Form? That was actually pretty yeah, good. I didn't like it. But the one, they come out the one that just came out. Yeah, the one that just came out. The one that shows like what uh, what we'd look like on different planets, or what stuff would look like if the actual. Yeah, actually, like it. Just, it was just like, what is it? How how like how you just you just did you ask like a two year old like what an alien looks like? You follow the fundamental. So technically, there's an entire section of biology which is like astrobiology, and it's kind of like the fundamentals of life of what aliens would look like per se, quote-unquote, aliens would look like, or just, you know, any type of biological life would look like in other areas, or if you give parameters. They do, like, these fun little, there's, like, fun modeling where they're like, all right, here's, like, five parameters. Check which one you want, like, you know, oxygen, carbon dioxide, or whatever, you know, like, trees, or, you know, gravity, this, that, and then you plug it in, and then it pops out, like, a picture of what an animal, or what, what the biological life would look like. 
and I was where? excited because it looked cool, but then it got sad. As I was like, I was watching the little elephant in <laughs> in planet Earth all over again. I was like, I thought I came here to learn. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, I mean <laughs> that's how we all. That's how that's documentaries from 2010 on. I mean, that you just gotta that's what you gotta roll with. It. I will say though, what I do know that Matt and Ad- what Matt pointed out to Adrian's thing is that scientists are scientists because they still have the curiosity and imagination of a two year old. <laughs> Accurate. Have you ever seen the labeling? We've talked about this before. Um, which is kind of funny because we talked about all that of Little Green Men Aliens. The government official, actually officially released three UFO videos and no one cared at all. That's because we already raided Area 51 in 2019, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we did this already. We've been there. Uh, that was probably the wildest so- thing of like they released it and said, look, guys, there's UFOs. And so people said, we don't care right now. We got other Where'd stuff to like- do. Well, for me, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, like we know. Like of we, course. <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've talked about this already. Like we, we've, we've talked about this like forever ago. I think my response was just like, okay. Like, I, so yeah, everything else sale. is going on. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen what we're doing? Like they're just going to keep moving on. Yeah. Um, here's the next thing. Tiger King, which you kind of mentioned a little bit, took over everything. And people learned that, yes, people suck our shit to animals. And especially big ones, and that giant cat farms exist. And they also learned that a lot of their favorite celebrities worked with these people and did not apparently. They just thought these animals came out of nowhere. Apparently, yeah, uh, I, I didn't realize that people didn't understand that like Texas has like more captive tigers than like actual like free tigers. And I guess I, I guess this is because I'm coming from like West Texas. So like, yeah, like they're like right there. Uh, we can go to tiger farms. It's not, it's not that hard. But I guess in Central Texas, not as big, but. I, it just blew my mind how people didn't know that this was like a thriving industry, but learning about everyone in that show made me feel a little bit better about myself in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say for the record, before Kate talks, I want to say for the record that me and Adrian kept pleading. Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband, and Kate kept oh, saying sure. that yeah. no, that she did not. Ten out of ten killed her husband. So Kate, no, I said that you couldn't be sure, and then I watched her on Dancing with the Stars, and I was like, oh no, yeah, she did. <laughs> um, also, I would like to thank, uh, I would like to thank uh, Tiger King for giving Matt and Adrian the joy that is uh, the Animal Crossing video where they replicate the Carol Baskin dance that is set to the uh, Savage song. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. To this day. Yeah, I watched that TikTok so many times to do that dance for the <laughs> for Saint Jude. That thing is still pinned in my Discord chat and it will stay there forever. Um yeah. moving on next the one. The best was when Matt actually did get the little tigers from the Carol Baskin Animal Crossing thing in his Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I did have fun with that as well. Yeah. He did. He I would be sitting because we 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 went into the same room to play a lot. Like we were like and he would like walk into his house and he had a little tiger. He'd hit its head and then sing the song every time, yeah. every time. Fantastic. My wife and I have my wife and I have custom shirts with, with that song on it because it is that good. If you have, if you don't know what it is, at Matt on Twitter, he will send you a ten hour loop of of the Animal <laughs> yes, Crossing. Yes, so that's awesome. right. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, Murder Hornets existed for a month and then they disappeared again, but they did exist, which was another thing. Um. Obviously, um, the funny thing is I left it on here, but this is actually from 2018. Um, this is a fun fact from 2018 because last time we did this, Fortnite still continues to happen and still doing a lot of stuff. 
and has made now well over $2 billion that they had in 2018 off of Microsoft. And is currently fighting Google and Apple with the backing of Microsoft. Yeah, but they are currently also rewriting canon of Marvel Comics. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's also what they're doing. And now Star Wars is there, too. Yeah. Yeah, the announcement of Palpatine happened in Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and BTS had an entire concert in Fortnite, too. Yeah, they play in movies. I think they showcased Tenet trailers. Tenet. Tenet thing there, yeah. Like, I know people don't like Fortnite. also doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I work um, in, like, that demographic of, like, people who play Fortnite. And so many of them are like, oh, Fortnite's so 2017. And I'm like, who's still playing Fortnite? I don't know anyone who still plays it, but they're still making a bunch of money. Like, who, where are these kids at? Everyone knows, everyone's playing Call of Duty again. They all, they all lying. That's all it is. That's all they're learning. It's not cool these days. They're still in high school. They've realized we can't be saying that we did the cool. That's like we all did when we played Pokemon when we were in high school. We didn't actually. We all played Pokemon. We didn't say we played Pokemon. I bring up the same story I bring up every time. My group of people that I tested with for the tax tests who played all Yu-Gi-Oh stuff when we were in middle school, realized it wasn't cool in high school, but still brought all of our decks on texting and the testing days and never spoke of it outside of testing rooms. That's what's happening. with There's a throwback for your ass. (laughs) If you live in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of goes to another game. Among Us took off after a two-year game. We had a lot of weird games. Not weird, but like small games that like just blew up. Can we point out that Among Us did not only take off, but beat out actual esports games to win best multiplayer of the year? Yeah. At the Game Awards, which I think one is phenomenal for that company. Like that's just adorable. They were so happy. That's the happiest I've seen anybody in 2020 when they won. But on top of that, it like one proved that cross-platform is the way everything should be because it was truly joyous to see people connecting over video games who had never really had or played video games before and i think among us did that and i love it i suck at it i self-report all the time it's real bad dude i'll even i'll honorable mention fall guys there like that i called that from the get-go right when that trailer dropped i was like kate this is awesome it's just ridiculous and like it got so big that when tim the tatman like won his thing like ESPN like esports people are like tweeting about it and stuff like that because it was such a big like moment while the whole world's watching this dude try to win a game of Fall Guys while getting the absolute shit trolled out of him for every game of his life like it's it's, it was fantastic. it's crazy stuff which we didn't it, get it's to good mention. stuff to watch during a during the quarantine yes which also we didn't get to mention Among Us actually got almost thing with uh politicians or aoc also streamed among us yeah. for the first time which we're now getting more of that which should be an interesting trend going into next year when we probably do this again and we're like how many politicians streamed on twitter or on twitter excuse me on twitch even though technically bernie's been doing it for like a year but nobody cared um but he hasn't integrated games into it which is the the, the thing. they didn't have among his among us for him you know he couldn't be doing all i want to see bernie <laughs> and aoc play among us together yeah but uh, i really just want to see be... that hilarious it would be so good <laughs> but uh obviously like i said fortnite been doing a lot of stuff obviously they are suing apple and i don't and to me i love what fortnite's doing people say they hate tim sweeney or don't like this whole fight with apple but like sorry apple's terrible like i get you don't like big corporation fight another big corporation but like quit fucking sucking off monopolies um i will be honest though everybody should like big corporations fighting big corporations because the little everybody. corporations aren't gonna be able to fight anybody like, that's what makes me Disney so mad. Disney just buys them when they do that. And that's what makes me upset because, like, literally Apple owns a monopoly 
and it's really messed up with stuff, and should we like Epic? No, but guess what? If Epic does any type of ground, guess who actually wins out of all that? Does Epic win and make more money? Sure, but guess what? All the people that below that dealt with Apple crap, the same thing with Steam. Like, and like, all I know is when it comes to fighting monopolies, Epic done more job, more than all these other people who sit around and support monopolies. Um, and far, but outside of that, like, I just like what they've done with this mixed blend of entertainment for, like, everything in a game. Like, we talked about the Marvel, the Star Wars, the Tenet trailers, all this stuff. Like, I, I think it's fantastic. There were so many armor, ar uh, army Twitter users who were learning how to install Fortnite on their different devices just to go and watch BTS. Yeah, like, I, it. it's And I think that's part of their strategy. I think you know, that's part totally of their strategy, their strategy. too. Because it's like, them. okay, you install it, you come in, you watch your thing, and there may be, like, a 30% retention rate, but you still have an increase with the new user base. It's, it's fantastic. I, I mean, I look, if that's what we're I getting, still hate it, but... I mean, I don't I'll, play it, but, like, I just love what they're I doing. I wait for the YouTube videos for all the, stuff we, the thing that happened. For all the stuff we make fun of for innovation, quote-unquote innovation, this, to me, is at least being innovative out of all the stuff that we, you know, people want to say, oh, innovate, like, you know, Disney doing anything, it's not innovative. But, like, some of the stuff we got, you know, adding stories or fleets... Twitter, which we also got in 2020. It was not innovative. Now we have stories on everything. Oh, yeah. You have stories at Twitter now. That's a fun fact yeah. of 2020. Yes. Um, obviously, we've been saying TikTok is the thing. Basically, for all the people that were too slow for Vine, they now have a platform they can use. Yeah, I'm a convert, man. They, It's like... I wouldn't say it's better than Vine in terms of like funny stuff, but there's a lot... The way I see it, TikTok is like Pinterest, but in like video form. You kind of curate it, and then you kind of just get stuff. Like, I get, I get to like learn a bunch of stuff. That there's like a whole like science section of TikTok that I've, I think Matt, it. science section of TikTok, They're not bad. Is, Some of them are pretty great. Good. The the things you didn't know that you could do that seem illegal but really aren't. Anime TikTok safe. is phenomenal. Anime and TikTok is great. Like there's, it's in a world where like everything is garbage. Like I think TikTok is like the less garbage thing, except for like those people who are getting like their reality show. I don't even know who they are. They don't show up on my TikTok. I don't even know their names. It's like these, like this white I, I know who you're talking about. We've I don't, I don't know their names, but they don't show up on my TikTok feed thing. So, you know, someone's curating something somewhere. Thanks, China, for curating my TikTok feed to the way that I want it. I mean, they take 20 times the amount of data as any other American company, but it's still fine. Um, you take, take all my, I know you're listening <laughs> It's 2020. Right they already have I have it. like they seven have Google it. homes in my house. <laughs> But I read a privacy policy once. Gosh. Anyway, I will say I don't want TikTok because I don't want another app because I already struggle between managing the apps that I have. But I will watch every TikTok with the sound on that comes up on my Twitter feed. That I will do. That's I will fair. watch every TikTok that is reposted to Reels and Instagram when I'm going through it. Yeah. So, like, I don't hate TikToks. I just don't want to be on another platform. That's fair. Because I'm on way too many already. But I do love all the dance challenges. I do love anime TikTok so much. They're so good. I feel called out and assaulted every time I watch one. Yeah. But they're real good. So I hate all the dance challenges, and all I've learned is nobody knows how to dance, and they're all stupid. Um, but outside of that, the rest yeah, of TikTok... I did like six dance challenges for, didn't watch for, any childhood, of them. for um, childhood cancer, Matt. Yeah, I know, Matt. God! <laughs> I mean, obviously, great cause. And now we're this. back to Matt hates joy. But the dance challenges <laughs> Full circle this year. Full I mean, I guess, I guess it's better than the ice bucket of us dumping water, which the only good ones out of those were when the bucket failed and they nailed him in the face. 
Full circle of <laughs> Matt not liking things. Anyway, next fact. Uh, there were no Marvel movies for the first time, I believe, since 2009. Great times. Um, and I'm here for it. I am like, too. It felt nice to just be able to breathe and not, like... You know, I don't know. Does that make sense? No, like, you're not wrong. I, I think I think it's the same way with like with like no Star Wars movies either. Like, yeah. I, I, and I'm I didn't miss it like literally at all. It didn't, didn't leave a it. it didn't leave a hole in your no. in your entertainment heart because that's no. what a, a, a an article said happened. Left no hole. I I got season seven of Clone Wars earlier in the year. Got season two Mandalorian. Now I'm chilling. Like I I can't go to the movies anyway. What do I need a movie for? <laughs> Charge me Disney probably charged me fifty bucks to to VOD. <laughs> a that, that's a whole other anyway. that's a whole other conversation. Um, apparently, um, Kate threw on some other ones. Um, I don't. Parasite is the first non English speaking film to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Even though it's a twenty nineteen movie, but still, it's a twenty nineteen movie. But the Oscars happened in twenty twenty. But no one liked the Oscars, Thank anyways. You very much. Even even the guy who won the picture did not like. He the did. Oscar. I love what 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 the director of Parasite did, in which he was like, "Yes, thank you for letting me win at your local award show." <laughs> it was just see, so good see he didn't but even like, like him either he, so i don't have to like but him. one also he made the movie that is literally about like breaking down class systems and white classism is bad so yeah that's the reaction he's gonna have but also like the english journalists sucked and they treated that cast real bad and they're like we all understand english it was it was just it was awful um and then the other one is that animal crossing new horizon sold five million copies just in march just in March. And Nintendo had a shortage. Yeah. I nearly, I had to fight pre in a pandemic to get a Switch that I played for 300 hours and it never touched. It was like also pre it being this bad. Please don't go outside your house and fight for an Xbox. I say, what happened to your BTS fact? Oh. Did BTS Matt. do something important? Yes, BTS broke Billboard records and has the longest consecutive streaming, uh, longest consecutive months in the top social 50 out of anything and then they also had three concurrent songs on the billboard charts in multiple languages cool cool, Taking over cool. the world and the and they did big bang in Fortnite. <laughs> yes and they did big bang con which was like really really cool where like for two for like a for a weekend they played every single concert performance they'd ever done what was supposed to be like the launch of their world tour and it was really, really fun to watch it, and I liked it a lot. In the very, very, very uniting. Okay, cool. Obviously, this has probably gone on a little longer than we. I just... have G mean. Nobody cares. Um, obviously, this has probably gone on a little bit longer than we anticipated, but despite having everything, I think we did a decently good job. Um, I guess give your final thoughts for 2020, so we can get out of here, and we'll start with Kate. This episode was a lot happier than I thought it was going to be. Good job, guys. Um, and also there's been a lot of bad in the world and like, we've gone on like a couple of like prolonged breaks just cause bad in the world, or as I wrote on the notes, the world is on fire, um, or the world is dying. Um, but we actually did a, a lot of really good things that we should be proud about. And that is really exciting um it, it kind of sucks because you're like oh what could have been because we started off 2020 so strong with what we were doing but i think that we should definitely celebrate the wins that we had this year because one it everything sucks please be happy for your joy um 
but too, like, we've done a lot, we've changed a lot, and I'm just really amazed that, like, three years, almost four years later now, like, we're still going strong and having successes, which I think is something that's really important. Technically, it's four years, because you have to go four all, years? all of 2017, all yeah. of 2018. Oh, yeah, it's four years. Yeah, okay, yeah, four then, years. yes, four years. Yeah, four years. And we did cool things. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I had to follow up Captain Picard over here with her antidotes. You want to uh, follow up me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can I follow up? <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay, cool. No, 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 it's okay. Um, I mean, 2020, like, I mean... <sighs> It it sucked, but there's a lot there's a lot of funny stuff, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I think the way that I guess we didn't really get to talk about it too much. But I think the way that the community came together on Discord, whether or not we're verified, yeah. or not, it's a whole other story. But um, we had legitimately nine weeks of Fast and the Furious <laughs> at the beginning of the year, <laughs> and people showed up for nine weeks at the beginning of the year. I mean, you know, uh, Kate's still putting on these things now, and like they're they're still going. So I think. Despite everything being crazy, I think people on the internet came together fairly well, whether it's through TikTok, whether it's through, you know, ty- like talking about Tiger King or like whatever the case is. Um, I think that's just like really cool and does give us stuff to talk about when it comes to being a pop culture podcast and why things matter. Um, you know, things like Discord communities, they do matter. You know what I mean? So I think that's just kind of really cool to see. And I'm hoping that stuff gets better in 2021 so we can get back to going to cons and, and doing all those fun things that we like to do but for now I'm, I'm happy we're where we're at four years later awesome awesome yeah i'm gonna start with thing i'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with everybody uh i guess in general of i do wonder there's a bunch of like you know what ifs you know could we start strong but i think overall um we've had a very successful year um in a lot of stuff like i said whether it be working with brands whether do you know like you know or it be working with St. Jude or just doing some other stuff. I think overall we've had a very successful year. Um both from podcast and even a site perspective. I know I've d- talked to like we had our end of year meeting in that perspective and I told them the same thing of like there's a bunch of what ifs, but overall we did a great job of what we were doing. Um for what we were given and what we had to work with. Um but overall this year's been weird for me. It started out kind of good and then it kind of was awful and then it got really great to be honest. Which sounds weird, but like, you know, that May through like, or, you know, like June, July area, stuff like that was, I had, a, personally, I was feeling great. Um, we made a lot of changes on things. Um, obviously, as the back half of the years come, it was bad, but, you know, um, I think for what was all given and had to work with and everything that occurred, um, I think it was, you know, it was a decent year. I, mean, I don't know what's, I think this is the first year, though, that I don't know what's going to happen next year. I mean, I know... You know, 2020, everyone just acts like, you know, once that New Year ball drops, everything just magically disappears. And the sad part is we already did that once this year where we thought everything was over. And then we realized, oh, we got 10 times, 15 times, 20 times worse. But, you know, it should, I, I don't know. It should be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But I think we've done a lot of good this year uh, for what was given. There's obviously been a lot of bad. Um, there's obviously been a lot of trash. Um, but it should be good to see what we do, and especially after looking at all the stuff we've done. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, thanks for listening. Four years is a long time if you've been here for four years, even two years, one year, to listen to us talk about <laughs> things for way, probably which, way like, too long each week. Which, like, <laughs> so we thank also, you so much. Like, can we also, like, put in perspective, too, like, that's been, like, to be honest, like, it has been hard, like, working up to record these episodes because, like, every, like, it's it's kind of like, well, I mean, it's pop culture, and I'm just like, 
I, who love pop culture, was like, world bad. Do I want to talk about things? But I, I am really happy that, like, people are listening and we're, we've built a community and it's kind of like, I don't know, for the tail end of the year, I feel a lot better and understanding of, like, the space that we have now and, like, it is kind of necessary and good um, and I don't have to, like, hold it against all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Like, we can just have a space where we're just talking and that's okay which is yeah, yeah. i mean and also it's hard too because whether people know it or not uh podcasting in general basically plummeted across like the entire u.s um like listenership for like podcasts all across the except the u.s dropped by like 40 almost 50 percent in listenership and obviously you know that's just a change of schedule change of thing we if we learned anything this year it's that people commute too damn much because that's when they listen to all of their podcasts um because apparently when they sit at home they do not listen to podcasts so anybody that says they listen to podcasts at home, I'm going to call you a liar because the data proves otherwise. Um, but no, as, like I said, for all the stuff that happened, whether it be, you know, getting up to record with everything bad or just like I said, overall, just for a while there, I was like, I don't think anybody listens to us <laughs> because everybody just thinks. So, but yeah, uh, thanks for everybody who does. It's been a lot of, you know, I don't know about fun is the right word, but you know, it's been a, been a lot of stuff and yeah. Are we done now? Do I take us out? Yeah, I've been done. Happy New Year. Thank you. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast at But Why The PC on everything. Uh, and you can, if you like what you're listening to, head over to patreon.com slash But Why The PC. Support us a little more. And you can find me at Oma Mithrandir on Twitter. Um, it's, a, it's just a void. I don't even know what I tweet about anymore. There is no consistent theme. Uh, <laughs> Adrian. Yeah, you can find me on social media because I'm not really on Twitter too much um, these days. Posting my dog on Instagram a bunch lately at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? I don't got anything, honestly. 